Hello and welcome to Id, Ego, and Us. I'm Shreya. And I'm Julia. And today's episode is a collection episode on the season of fall, or some people like to call it autumn. In my opinion, autumn is much better. Uh, But yeah, so today's segments are hindsight and would you rather with Julia and in-depth and food for thought with me. Uh, uh, This is the last episode of this season. So season two comes to a wrap with this episode, season two, episode 12. Here it is. Let's go right into hindsight. Welcome to Hindsight. In accordance with our fall collection, today's segment will be about the history of the pumpkin patch. So pumpkin patches have a legacy that can be traced back to the 16th century, although that's not exactly where they began. um, And we don't really have exact knowledge of as to where they began. But today we'll begin with a man by the name of Theodore de Bry, a Dutch engraver who did engraving, an engraving of the village of Segotan. Engraving is a form of artwork uh, sort of on stone where you just, it's like drawing, you make an artwork out of the stone. Uh, Bry's work usually consisted of new world life, uh, sort of this Western idea, and that's how he gained his popularity after Europeans had settled in Northern America. And although Native American cultivation of pumpkins was documented by, documented? Documented by other European explorers, Bry's 1590 engraving of Secotan located in present-day North Carolina, is known as the first visual representation of a pumpkin patch. It's a really basic image. Uh, you can definitely look it up as, uh, where is his name? Theodore de Bry's pumpkin patch. Uh, but it's a very basic image. Uh, it's a field of pumpkins at the center of a really busy village, uh, a farming village specifically, you can tell from the image. And... This story is not meant to say that Brian introduced pumpkin patches to the world in any way, but to say that there are they are a very old tradition that was only brought into American life, as many other things are, by witnessing other cultures, uh, you know, as Americans do tend to create many of their own traditions based off of what others do. So that really is how it began, but Bry, uh, Bry did acknowledge that it was based off of the Native American tradition or agriculture. This tradition evolved into other associations such as jack-o'-lanterns and Halloween, both of which also took inspiration from other cultures. Now, countries all over America, Europe, and other worlds throw festivals in honor of these vegetables and use them to commemorate events. Um, The one that I can really think of now is Thanksgiving when the pilgrims came to america and you know their pumpkins were a huge part of that as well so all in all pumpkins began in as native american uh, as a native american agricultural habit and have evolved to represent many different holidays in american culture that's all we have for pumpkin patches today let's go pick apart shria's brain in our next segment in depth to in-depth our science segment here at id ego and us today we'll we will talk about why and how the leaves change color during the fall uh, so before we talk about the colors it changes into we need to learn about the leaves when it's norm when they're normal like quote unquote normal 
Um, when you see leaves in the spring or the summer, they're usually green, and that is because they contain a chemical called chlorophyll. The chlorophyll is what helps the leaf turn sunlight into energy. So this is like part of the photosynthesis process or whatever. Um, now, most people don't know this, but the leaf has those red, orange, and yellow pigments all year round. We just can't see them because there's so much chlorophyll. So all these other colors are overpowered by the green chlorophyll. Um, so remember that chlorophyll's purpose is to turn sunlight into energy for the tree, for the leaf. Um, so once fall, or like some people I said, call it autumn, comes around, there's less and less sunlight each day. And there's not enough sunlight for the chlorophyll to pick up. So the chlorophyll kind of fades away and then reveals all the other pretty colors like the red, orange, yellow, and sometimes even purple. So now you know why leaves change colors during the fall. Granted, someone told me that we've had so much rain this year that the colors will show up later. Like they won't like turn into different colors in the same time as like the years before or something like that. Um, but I don't know for sure. So don't quote me on that. Uh, that's all for in-depth. Let's go listen to Julia about whatever she wanted to say next. Welcome to Would You Rather. We're trying to keep today's uh, Would You Rather segment a bit short because we noticed that we've been rambling on and on. So today we have one question and here it is. Would you rather go pumpkin or apple pinking? picking i'm sorry would you rather go pumpkin or apple picking shreya would you like to start us off sure you know this is actually a hard question because apple picking is so much more fun because you get to like there's like different like types of apples and then they're up in the trees and then you can go like reach for them and like that's different but then pumpkins it's just like they're on the floor but you can make jack-o-lanterns out of them and pumpkins are like more fall ish like does that make sense like when i see pumpkin i think halloween and when i think halloween i think fall so like see but then apples i just think like nothing they're just apples doesn't matter you know so it's like hmm like do so basically now the question is would you rather make a jack-o-lantern or eat a fruit. And I think that I would rather choose a jack-o'-lantern. So I think that pumpkin picking, because you can only do that in the fall, right? You can do apple picking at other times, right? Like in the spring? Or is that like strawberry picking? I think you can do it in other other seasons. I don't know. Because there's no way apple, you can only do apple picking in in the fall. That makes no sense. Anyways, so yeah, I think I think I would rather go pumpkin picking. Oh, what do you think, Julia? Okay. I am going to answer based on the, like, actual event. Um, honestly, I set myself up with this question because I prefer corn, corn picking, corn field, whatever. Because there's this one field in this town near us, uh, the town with the maroon colors for their school. And um, the the cornfield there they is by like an apple field and all this stuff but there are always dogs there and you're walking through the middle of the corn stalks and just dogs 
show up little um like herding dogs like border collies whatever but that's not the point um i would rather go apple picking i do prefer jack-o'-lanterns and like apple pie but one over like an actual apple but one i'm obsessed with apple pie and if i can get the they rarely have the specific kind of apple that you need for apple pie like the sweet apples um at the place that i go to but if i can find them then that's really cool and also the apple picking place that i go to has a lot more options than the pumpkin picking place like you can get the cider donuts at the apple picking place there's usually like some farm and farm animals so there's a lot of different things to do with the apple picking place other than apple picking itself and the pumpkin pumpkin patch it's not even pumpkin picking you're just standing in a field of pumpkins and they're just there and there's kids sitting on them and taking pictures and i don't know it's just not fun because you not aren't really doing anything you're just standing in the middle of a bunch of pumpkins so i would rather go apple picking uh shreya do you want to say anything else or should we go right into food for thought so when you were talking about uh like how you would like have it for the apple pie, right? And for some reason that just reminded me of this one time I did a project about Halloween in like middle school. And then I found out that people used to make jack-o'-lanterns out of like radishes and stuff. And that was weird. But then I thought, why can't you make jack-o'-lanterns out of apples? Like that thing, you can do that, but it just wouldn't be as fun. And like, an apple wouldn't look nice it wouldn't like hold up well if you were trying to cut a face out of it but i don't know if there's like a really like skilled professional carver person then they might be able to do it that'd be interesting i feel like it'd be so much more difficult to get an apple to be hollow i mean apple corer that has to be a thing. There's so many stupid things on the internet right now that apple core has to be a thing. You know, for those people that are allergic to apple peels. That's a thing. <laughs> I thought if you're yeah, just I'm pretty apples, sure my cousin apples, you can be allergic to specifically the apple like skin. Yeah, like I th- I'm pretty sure my cousin was allergic to apple skin because I remember he used to eat just the inside and he'd be fine, but then the other like outside part he just wouldn't eat it and like i asked his mom he's like oh yeah he's allergic i don't even think it was my cousin it was probably my friend i don't even know i didn't know that but i do have a cousin yeah yeah that's weird anyways imagine being allergic to anything are you allergic to anything julia uh, not any foods. I once put this like hand lotion on my hands that my friend gave me as a Christmas present in like the first grade, and then my hands turned red and got puffy. But I haven't had that experience. And then I used my mom's like weird foundation thing when I was like in kindergarten, and the same thing happened. Uh, so it's probably the same ingredient and whatever those were, but it hasn't happened again since then so maybe the allergy is gone or maybe i just haven't encountered it yet guess i'll find out or won't <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah i don't have any allergies like not to food not to like chemicals whatever i don't have I any know allergies. Of. 
We should do an experiment. You're right. That that I know of. No, we let's not do an experiment. Because if I hadn't encountered those two things, because it was the only two times it ever happened, they were both in like within the same two years. If I hadn't done that, I would never know. Yeah, they were both You're rose right. scented, R- rose scented, um, which is maybe oh. rose scented. What is rose scented foundation? I don't even. It, it probably wasn't foundation. I don't know. I just saw my mom's makeup bag when I was a child, and I was like, "Ooh, artwork!" So I put it on my face, on my neck, actually. <laughs> okay, I mean, I never played with makeup as a child. I've never been that interested in makeup. It's weird. Yeah. No, I was, I just, it was like, I was like, pretty colors. And then I turned a pretty shade of red. Okay, <laughs> so that's all we have for Would You Rather today. Let's get into food for thought. Yep. Okay, this is the last segment of the episode. Um, the question is not obviously, like, related to fall itself, Um So before I say it, here's some, like, context. So I thought fall, right? And then, hmm, pumpkin spice lattes. And then I thought, hmm, the stereotypes associated with pumpkin spice lattes. And then, so the question is, uh, are stereotypes acceptable? So I honestly, I don't really 100% know the stereotypes surrounding pumpkin spice lattes. It's just that a lot of people like go get them during the fall. And it's just like a joke. I'm pretty sure. But like, let's just call it stereotype for now, just for the sake of our question. So Julia, would you like to go first? Sure. Do you, uh, should I speak specifically about pumpkin spice lattes or can I talk about stereotypes in general? You can talk about stereotypes in general. All right. Um, I think that stereotypes a lot of the time can be true, but you shouldn't base someone or base your opinion or interaction of someone off of a stereotype because mo for the most part stereotypes are are a, uh what's the word a gathering of individual experiences that have been found to have some correlation but aren't always constant correlations and that you can misjudge someone based off of a like a few correlations I guess I would say but a lot of stereotypes can be very very negative and untrue so I think number one it depends on the stereotype number two it depends on whether or not the person is judging someone else based off of the stereotype because regard regardless of whether or not the stereotype is good in a positive light or a negative light you shouldn't base someone off of something if you don't know them at all or a thing but i don't know but then there's opinions like with the spice pumpkin spice latte if it's like known to be a good thing to have in the fall then maybe that's not a stereotype that's just an opinion it's a trend but it also has this stereotype of being seen as like a thing like a certain kind of people go out and get but i guess that's completely harmless and i don't really sure i'm confusing myself did you want to speak on this okay so i haven't really encountered a lot of stereotypical comments myself like no one's ever come up to me and said something stereotypical to me like I've never like personally experienced that but I do know that in shows 
like different characters of different like uh, ethnicities are portrayed differently. Like I, one thing that I've always noticed that the Asian person in the in the show is always like the smart one or the hardworking one or whatever. So like it's interesting. Um, things like that. I'm pretty sure it's just to for to be funny for satirical purposes i don't think i said that right but just it's just like to poke fun amongst these people and it's not necessarily harmful but sometimes it can be really like rude and mean like blonde jokes like those are not okay like those should not exist um but unfortunately they do so i think that we need stereotypes are in my opinion okay we just need to know where to draw the line like lots of times they do really affect people and they wreck self-esteem and sometimes they just pressure people into being a certain way because that's the stereotype that's what people think that they're supposed to be doing and therefore they end up doing that even though they don't really like have to so uh we just need to like make sure that no one is taking it seriously because like stereotypes are supposed to be jokes like in my opinion like they don't literally mean that every single Asian person in the world gets good grades all the time right it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that like there's different kinds of people you know from like it doesn't matter it just needs to be obvious that it's a joke and not pressuring people to like given to these kind of things i agree um as you were just talking about different stereotypes like the blondes and the asians honestly i think that any stereotype can be offensive like um of course the 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 thing in about asians and in shows that might come off as a joke to one person as a oh they're smart they make good grades but then to another person they can be like well I'm not like that that's not who I am and that makes me feel inferior because this is how I'm supposed to be and it's not really not so I don't know I think stereotypes can come off in the wrong way um and with every and someone has every right to take an offense to that um so yeah yeah I agree with what you're saying that they a lot of the time are meant to be a joke but I think that it's a joke I personally avoid unless I'm with my friends and I think like and we we know that we make that kind of joke and uh, and they I know that they know it's a joke and they know that I know it's a joke I don't know I think that any stereotype at all can come off as offensive like the blonde one um stereotypes about Asians stereotypes about but anything I don't know uh so yeah I, I don't know. I think that any single stereotype can come off as negatively, but it can also not mean as much as people think it is. I think some people are more sensitive to that sort of joke. Uh, Shreya, do you have anything else? So it's all about the maturity of the people, the people experiencing these stereotypes, the people making up these stereotypes, and the people being portrayed by these stereotypes. It's really maturity. Like uh, Sometimes people just like to make trouble and like create controversy and like it's because they want attention and so they just like it's it's not even like necessary that you have to criticize this but some people just need like feel the need to do it and therefore do it but I don't know it's really like I said it's the maturity um if they're not mature enough to handle such 
such jokes, then maybe they should learn to be mature and handle such jokes. But as you said, it any stereotype can be offensive. People can, about the Asian thing, people can feel inferior. You're right, but those are also the kind of people that need to understand that it does not matter. Like, it, stereotypes of in shows, okay, in shows, they're just like any other thing. Like, there's a lot of jokes about how the the movies of High School Musical um, aren't how actual high school is. So it's, you see, like, it's, everything is completely different in shows. It's all fabricated. Nothing is real. But in real life, you can't really replicate those things and, like, uh, think that you your life will be exactly like how people live on TV because it's all fake. So stereotypes are also fake. It's not going to be exactly like how it is in the shows, you know? And another, last thing that I want to say about this is that stereotypes exist for a reason. Like, like you said, it's individual experiences between a, like a certain group of people that just happen to have a correlation. Like they happen for a reason. We don't just make them up to discriminate people, discriminate against people. I think that's how you say it. We don't just make them up to be mean. We we made them because it's what they are. Like, a, like I know a lot of Asians really care about academics, right? That doesn't mean that all of them have to, but just I know that a lot of them do care. And therefore, that's where that stereotype came from. And that doesn't mean that everyone has to be like that. Like, I'm just repeating myself here, but I'm like, you understand, right, Julia? Like, they're made for a reason and people just have to live with them because they're not going away anytime soon. Yes, there a lot of the time it's based off of a good reason. But then there are other things that just make absolutely no sense. And honestly, I would look up the origin of on Google because it doesn't make any sense. Like the blonde thing, blondes being dumb. Where did how where did that come from? That doesn't make any sense. So a lot of the time stereotypes are based off of um something that's true in some way or another. But then there are others that make absolutely no sense and affect an entire marginalized group of people uh for no reason. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else, or can we wrap up this episode? Um, I think that's all. I think we have thoroughly discussed that question. Um, yeah. So this was our fall collection episode, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm not gonna ask you to leave a review or anything, but maybe you should if you really like this episode. Anyways, uh, that's all. Uh, thank you for listening and see you next time on Id, Ego, and Us.